This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Hope everybody had an enjoyable picnic, enjoyable lunch. Uh, the question was raised, what is the objective of visiting Kivrei Tzadikim? What should one think about? What should one have in mind? What does one gain from visiting Tzadikim who are in the Olam HaMS? So firstly, there is a major discussion in Halacha whether it is permitted to address the Tzaddik directly. The conclusion of the Mishnah Bura is it is not permitted to make any requests of a Tzaddik. When one goes to a Kever, one should not place their focus on the Tzaddik. One of the 13 principles of faith is that one can only pray Baruch Hu and not daven to any human being. And that is the halachic conclusion of the Mishnah Bura. The Chai Adam says that if somebody addresses their tefillah to the tzaddik, now you're in jeopardy of possibly violating, being doyresh el hamesim, making a request of the dead. That being said, there is a tradition among the Hasidim, there's a tshuva in the Maharam Shik, that perhaps one can ask the tzaddik to intercede on their behalf. If you know that that is the custom of your family based on the community that you live in and you have authorized this with a competent halachic authority then if you're not sure then you have to follow the halacha the halacha is you cannot make any requests of the tzaddik you can't ask the tzaddik to intercede on, on your behalf so what should you be thinking I could daven in uh, at home in the five towns there are a lot of very beautiful shuls of course my shul is the destination of choice because there's no talking there. We don't have cell phones in the Beis HaKnesset, so that is probably the best place for you to daven. But there are other shuls in Brooklyn that you could go to or, or around the country or in Eretz Yisrael. So what's the advantage of going to Kibbeit Sadikim? So there's a beautiful Ran. The Ran is found in the Drashas Haran. The Ran basically says in contemporary uh, verbiage, that a kever is a Wi-Fi zone. What does that mean? There are certain spots on earth where you have stronger connection, certain spots where you have weaker connection. So for example, if you have Verizon, it's not compatible with Cedarhurst, New York. Right? People come to my house, all of a sudden they lose service. Why? For some reason, my block has terrible Wi-Fi service. Cedarhurst, right? Your mask him. What? Yeah, right here we have an aide Naaman that he lives a few blocks down and when he passes by my house, he loses service. It's true. People don't know it's because I have turned off any Wi-Fi in the vicinity of my shul so that there's no point in bringing the phone in anyway, right? But you heard it here first, okay. So uh, the Ran says like this. We know that when Miriam Hanaviyah spoke Lashon Harba Moshe Rabbeinu, so Hashem reprimands Miriam Hanaviyah. The only thing is, Hashem doesn't just suddenly appear to any Navi. A Navi typically has to be prepared for the divine experience. Not so Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was on call 24-7. So how is Hashem going to speak to Miriam on the spot? So Hashem tells Miriam, says the Ran, Stand next to Moshe Rabbeinu 
And if you're in the proximity of my Shabbat, I speak to him immediately, you'll get the same Wi-Fi service if you're in Moshe Rabbeinu, excuse the terminology, becomes a hotspot for Nevuah. As long as you're in the proximity of Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem can now speak to Miriam and to Aaron. Says the Ran, if this is so when the tzaddik is alive, so the tzaddik in his lifetime is a vehicle, is a medium of the influence from Shamayim, of Ruchnius, of a prophecy, of divine spirit, then even after their demise, even after they pass away, their physical personal person, their bones continue to be a vehicle and a medium of divine connection. And therefore, if you're standing in their proximity, it is a makoim mesugal, a place that is predisposed to have your tefillahs answered. So that is the ideal kavana to have davening at a kever of a tzaddik that this individual had a unique connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and I am able to, in this makayim, tap in a little bit to that uh, connection that the tzaddik had b'chayav. What's very interesting is that uh, the king in Sefer Nehemiah, when he sees that his steward Nehemiah is morose and depressed, the king says, why do you look so despondent? You should be happy, you have the opportunity to serve me. So Nehemiah says, uh, How can I not be despondent? But Asher Ho'ir Beis Kivrois Avoisai Chareva Usharel Uklovaish. Nehemiah says, How can I not be despondent? How can I not be depressed when the city where my forefathers are buried is lay in ruins? So what's Nehemiah talking about? Which forefathers were buried in Yushalayim that he was despondent that the city was destroyed? Apparently, all the great tzaddikim that are buried in a city, specifically Yushalayim, they infuse Kedusha into the city. Yushalayim has Kedusha not only because it's the Shar HaShemayim and it's the place on earth where all Shefa comes down, the fact that so many hundreds and thousands of tzaddikim are buried in Yushalayim, it lends Kedusha to the city of Yushalayim. <laughs> so it's the same thing with Italy. You may never have thought of this idea, but the fact that there are hundreds, if not thousands, of tzaddikim buried in Italy gives the country a certain Kedusha. It's a makoim mesugal to have your tefillahs answered. Now here's something really interesting. Reb Chaim Vital records in the Sefer Sharuach HaKodesh that he heard from the Arizal, Toiv laleches al kivrei tzadikim ulehispalel. However, says Reb Chaim Vital, the, the Mekaymois that everybody knows about, there's a long waiting list. In other words, you're going to dive in there and you're going to pray and you're not going to address the tzaddik, but the tzaddik may facilitate the ascent of your tefillah. Yeah, but there are a thousand people who came here yesterday and a thousand people are coming tomorrow. Uh, I mean, how much could the tzaddik do for each and every person? You know, he's, he's, on, uh, he's overbooked. He's overworked. It's very hard to accomplish a lot in a place where many people go. Says the Ari, the key is to find mekoymois that other people don't know about. Because this tzaddik, he's been resting for a while. He's looking for work. He, you know... And he can't really travel so far. You know, people ask me, 
um, you know, about going to Kvarim as opposed to going to living Tzadikim. And of course, it's always preferable Uvay Sidbak, but I happen to find that the Tzadikim that are buried in the ground, their schedules are much more flexible than the living Tzadikim. They, they make themselves available, um, and it's just easier for them. Whenever You don't have to call in advance. You don't have to make any appointments. And it could be they haven't seen any visitors in, in a long time. The Arizal writes, I'll read to you his words. He says, Those Tzadikim, whose graves are hidden from people, and are not well known, only to some people. For example, the ones that are recorded in Shar HaGilgulim, so one thing I could tell you for sure, we're going to go tomorrow to Lido Island. Okay? I've made many attempts to get to those kfarim. First of all, nobody knows where they are on Lido Island. One time we went to the cemetery and the guy, the guard, didn't want to open it up because he had to eat hot dogs and he didn't have time to open it up for us. It's... I can... You could probably count on one or two hands the amount of people that davened at the farm we're going to go to tomorrow. Because even you'll see, you'll go to the cemetery, they're not, the farm are not really marked, nobody knows where they are. So, you know, the tzaddikim, they've been waiting for you. They, they want visitors. And the uh, Ezra Hashem, all the tefillah should be neskabel barachamim of Ratzayim. How do I know where they are? Those are the trade secrets that I can't give out. To, uh, maybe at the end of the trip I'll tell you the secret ingredient in Coca-Cola, but how I know where the kvarim are? Nah, I can't give that away. <clears throat> now I just want to mention one thing. Rav Gamliel Ribinovich, the great Makubal Rashiv of Shara Shemayim, he wrote a sefer on visiting kvarim called Tiv HaHeschazkos. And he writes that every kever has a very specific atmosphere. Every tzaddik has a unique personality. Some tzaddikim excelled in Limad Atayra, in Gemilas Chasadim, in, in Gefes, in Gemara, Rashi, Toisves. Others were Mikubalim. And every makam that you go to, you have an opportunity to learn from, adapt the particular Hanhagos and Sidkos of that tzaddik. And it's a way of saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem, now he's talking about the Kvarim in the north. And it's a way of saying to Hashem, Hashem, I traveled two hours to go to this tzaddik because I want to learn about this tzaddik. And I want to adopt his practices. And I want to emulate his ways. And it's a very strong message to Hashem that our tefillah should be neskabel. So here it didn't take us two hours. First we had to travel two hours till we got to JFK. Then we had to wait two hours until they checked what's in our shoes and our handbags. Then we had to go, uh, wait on the runway, and we flew here, and then we're driving. So we say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, look at the lengths we go to be able to learn about the history of these tzaddikim, the hanhagos of these tzaddikim, the svarim of these tzaddikim, and we want to emulate the righteous ways of these great people, and in that merit, all of our tefillah should be neskabel, barachamim of You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.